So here we are, lawyer talk off the record, on the air. Billy, 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 Billy. I'm in here, I'm here, I'm here. here. So, you know, Jeff and I and Bill, we do criminal defense work. I've, we do? I defend murder cases. You know, it's fascinated me, this, uh, this Pike County murder. I think we got to talk about it here at Lawyer Talk. It's what we do. We talk. Bill, what do you think of Pike County? Long investigation, right? No, no, no. I mean, Pike County. It's, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, I don't yeah, know. No, no. Pike County is a beautiful country. Right. Nice rural nice America. Uh, so anybody who doesn't know, I mean, everybody, if you're listening to this, you probably know about the Pike County murders where one family is now accused of killing, really, in a, in a sort of like a midnight massacre, another family. I really, I thought that... They would never bring, I thought it was just going to be something that was yeah. always a wonder. I know. And then we got the news. It dropped, what, like three days ago that uh, the Wagners. I was, I, was in, I was in the Ozarks, and it made the national news. It's like the Rodens and the Wagners. It's like the Hatfields and McCoys. Yeah, of Ohio. Of Ohio. I mean, what a crime, though. I mean, can you imagine? This, this is just no this details. Is, it, well, it's an insane story to know that you would think that another family went to, was it three locations? Four, four homes, four, I four think. homes that people were murdered yeah. in. Yeah, four separate homes. And the brutality of the multiple shots of how they were shot when they were sleeping. It just, it really did ring. It's just execution it, it, style. It, it, it did ring like a hired hit. Messing with surveillance cameras and all that crap they did. Yeah, no, there was a lot that went into this. I mean, this, this required some pretty elaborate planning. And uh, they even, now they let the kids, they let the babies, the newborn kids live. Yeah, but that um, was, that's part of the motive, right? Were they trying to get custody of those kids? One of the motives that they're alleging is that the one of the Wagners was the father of a child by one of the Rodens. Roden. And for a while they thought that her second child may be his. Maybe his, but it turns out but that's it turns not, out was not his. Yeah. Uh-huh. And this goes on for over a year and a half. I remember when this news broke, it's like uh, multiple homicides, execution-style killing down in Pike County, Ohio. Now, Pike I County remember Mexican cartel being Yeah, that's out. what they were talking about. Well, they had a weed operation. They had a grow op going on, and uh, what I forget, I forget the extent of that. Um, but everybody thought, yeah, it must be drug related, territory related, something. But I was like, you know, maybe it sounded to me an awful lot like one family or one group pissed off at another. And, didn't didn't uh, sound like that to me. I, I hate to I, say I, it, but when I heard the babies were spared, that didn't sound like cartel to me. Yeah, all right, you know what I mean. I, I don't it's know. like those guys are vicious, aren't they? I was like, I, I thought I mean, they don't care to kill I a just, kid. I just thought they were saying they didn't kill who could not talk. Oh, could well, be, that's yeah. a good that's point, too. Point. I never yeah. thought of that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I guess yeah. I wasn't thinking family necessarily. I was thinking like local rival drug dealers. I didn't think mm. cartoons. No, that, that, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I didn't but think family. another family. I didn't think another family did this. It wouldn't have surprised me that it was. It doesn't surprise me. Unless that, like you said, unless it was a family that they had. Let's say there's another drug family and a drug family and, and they were battering over territory or somebody owed somebody money or somebody stole from somebody. That would have made sense to me. This right here, what they're coming out with right now, was not at all what I had expected to hear if they ever came up with anybody. Well, we don't know yet exactly what the motive is, right? I mean, it might be that the one wanted custody. You don't kill a whole family because you want custody. Well, how do you get family. a bunch of minds together to say, we're agreeing to do this? Well, look, you got to talk. Let's talk turkey here. I mean, you're down in southern Ohio. These people uh, are very close families, and they are very, very— This is you got to get yourself into the culture a little bit. This is— um, 
it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, they will go to war for each other, right? That's what the, you know, that's how they look at it. This is their own. They're going to protect their own. And that's that. So it doesn't surprise me hearing the allegations that you would have a family coordinated enough to do it together because, I mean, it's like. Well, when that news came through, I was like, their police department do not have what they need to investigate this well, case. That's yeah. I, got, I mean, it was involved. just, it's, you know, I mean, how many yeah. officers do they even have down there? Like, well, they're not going to have, well, the, I mean, it's, they got the whole County Sheriff's Department and they can bring in, uh, so here's how this goes down. I mean, you can have local police agencies can call in for assistance from people like the Attorney General's office. And that's like, we had Emily on, we'd love to hear her talk about this. In fact, I, I talked to her, she wants to come back, but, um, they they call in the assistance of the attorney general, which is really BCINI, which is the Bureau of Criminal Identification and Investigations here in Ohio. It's a state agency, and they bring those folks in to do like the uh, CSI workup. Um, but you know, I don't. Know. I mean, I remember when the the sheriff was on on the news, and he had stated to living members of the family to pack. He told him, he said, carry a weapon, carry a gun. And that I, I just, I did not see them coming through with another, well, they, that family was one of the first suspects. They did bring them up because I do remember them talking about a family of interest and they moved to Alaska. That's a little bit fishy. And that is a little yeah. bit fishy. Yeah. That's what they call consciousness of guilt. Fleeing. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, on the other hand, they would say, look, everybody was bugging the crap out of us. We just needed to get out of Dodge. Our loved ones were killed. I just wanted to get away. And you're the, everybody else is thinking, eh. It's a little bit odd that you would leave in Alaska the, in, the, in the midst to go to the farthest place you can possibly go without leaving the country. I mean, short of like Hawaii, perhaps, but depending on where in Alaska, that might even be equally far. But if, uh, it, it, you know, I, it's an odd scenario. It's an odd scenario, and it's going to be awesome to watch it unfold. And it made me think of a lot of questions relative to the Netflix shows that we've all been watching, right? You've got uh, Making a Murderer. And the staircase, and uh, there's probably uh, there was a couple other little things I've What's seen. What's the bank one called that we liked? Is it a perfect crime, or yeah, it was like a uh, perfect criminal, a perfect crime. But it, it's something to that effect. But when I saw, I was actually down in Kentucky hunting, and I saw the guy. They captured these guys, or they they made the arrest. The one guy in Lexington. In Lexington, it would hit the Kentucky news, and they. Um, I, I watched some of that press conference when I was finally able to get back to internet service and it reminded me of the making a murder press conference. Evil genius. Evil genius. Evil genius. That's, yeah. a, good, that's a good one. The true story of America's most diabolic bank heist. Really good one. It was a good one. I watched that. Yeah. But you wonder, it's like it, you saw this unfold and it made me start to question like I do as a criminal defense attorney, what evidence do they really have? What's going to happen? What kind of workup did the local people do? How did the attorney generals get to what did they do? What did uh, BCI and I do? Uh, what about the forensics? I mean, think about all the yeah. variables in this thing. DeWine's been really sort of tight lipped about it in his statements. I mean, he says it's like an extensive investigation, just sort of about the yeah. planning. I mean, he keeps hitting on the fact that there was a lot of planning that went into this. And you, maybe you heard something on the news about like cameras or. Heard something about cameras and stuff like that. But, you know, this has been a, it's been going on for two year investigation. That's a long year investigation. Half, yeah, almost two years. You know, and you wonder, like, so think of all the layers of this. You've got the forensic evidence at the crime scene. You've got what they are alleging to be cover-up evidence by modifying or altering uh, surveillance cameras. Uh, I've heard something about modifying or altering cell phone records and data. 
Uh, so you've got all that stuff going on. And then you've got all the witness interviews. So it's like, how many, how many dudes and gals down there you think changed their story in the midst of this investigation? Yeah. Well, right? that was the shortest of, I wonder how they got them. I was like, well, somebody is talking. Yeah. The snitches. Right? I said, somebody is, is talking. Whether I'll tell they're you telling who the I truth think that is. I don't know. You know, the grandmothers are charged now. Yeah. I saw the grandmothers. So both parents mothers are charged as just obstructing justice. Well, would you feel that they're going to charge everybody and then hope somebody comes to the table with hope that, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, if you first of all, I'll tell you one thing, guess where the grandmothers are sitting at home on house arrest. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you, did they, did they, they got got a house arrest? Well, I mean, they had bonds, but they were like 150 and And the the article I just read said they were on house arrest. 500,000. And 150. One was higher than the other. I, I just saw it on the news last night. The grandmothers? I, yes. Oh, I thought those were pretty reasonable. Oh. I think the murderers were. Right, did they all get out? I don't think so. Yeah. I assume the four or not. I mean, if I knew you the had the ability Kentucky, to flee to Alaska. The one in Kentucky waived extradition, so he's, 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 coming, coming. he's coming home soon. I don't know when. Yeah. And they're going to have to get indictment. I mean, they're going to have to go have the arraignments and do all the stuff. I mean, it's going to be a long process, but there's some things I would like. I mean- you can just sort of see the beginning of the conspiracy theories against them. Yeah. You can see the beginning of the defense. I would love to have this case. Love it. Because you just really have to dig into all the nuance of who said what to who, what is the evidence. And then, you know, you would hope if you're defending this case that you don't have somebody that ends up snitching and they all stand strong. I mean, if they all stand strong, what does that leave? Because you sort of sense that, one of the hopes of the prosecutor here would be you get a snitch. Yeah. If, if they did this, they've been standing pretty strong together so far. And you, Jared, you understand the kind of people that we're talking about. These are tough, hard people. These are people who will stand strong, whether they did it or not. They, you know, it's like that's, uh, you know, the, the, there's right and right and wrong is wrong. And they're, they're not going to. My bet is they don't. They don't what? Somebody doesn't stand strong. No, maybe one of the younger ones. Somebody's going to fall. Maybe the maybe the kid, the son. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be um, when they if they bring a death penalty indictment. We'll see. They will be bringing that. Yeah. So here's a you know death penalty is an interesting topic. That's another good place to go as a result of this. And um, well, let me back up first. We I want to watch this through lawyer talk eyes, unless we get hired. Follow it. I want to follow it. This to me, I mean, the, just the, even the little glimpse and blurbs I've seen so far, I could totally see this being like a making a murder Netflix type thing. Yeah, it could. And, I mean, and it's just elaborate. I knew that from day one. And, and I said, I will never know what happened until I watched Dateline. <laughs> I think, I think what we're going to do is hire our very own Jared, the hang around to um, go gumshoe this case. The gum. You're going to go, shoe. you're going to go bird dog this case. With zealous vigor. With my Lawyer Talk press pass? Yes. We're going to give you a press pass from Lawyer Talk 511 Studio <laughs> C. And you get to go down and be part of it and take a camera and our Zoom recorder and you can just bird dog the thing zealously. Talk to these prosecutors. Talk to these defense lawyers. Talk to these defense Lawyer Talk needs talk. to know. Lawyer Talk here, finding the truth. You know, I think uh, maybe that's a plan. We'll, we'll talk more about that. Off the record. You're really signing Jared up for a lot with that. I think he'd love it. I do think I would love it. <laughs> I'm not signing him up. He's jumping at the bit. Yeah. But I think we should watch it. I think we should watch it and provide commentary as it goes, which maybe sort of starts right now on what, what the procedure is to get them yeah. to this place. 
you have an ongoing investigation. So people are thinking, well, how's it go so long? Well, as long as the investigation is ongoing, you know, there's not going to yeah. be, there's no problem with that. Yeah. And uh, pre-indictment. The timing was weird to me because if you noticed, it came out a week after DeWine was elected. Yeah, I wondered that too. It's like, you, you're, but I was talking to my father-in-law about this. It's kind of a double-edged sword. It's like if you release it prior to or make the arrest prior to, you just look like, oh, I'm trying to do this so I can get elected. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if, you, mm. if you don't, I then, thought I had the same analysis. As like, soon as I heard it came out, I was like, why, why didn't you do this last week, dude? I mean, he, he won anyway, but. You get the sense that he was just like, he wanted to make it a non-issue. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, because who knows, right? Is it, is yeah. Maybe he didn't want to work it all the way through. Oh, that's a good point. He'll too, be maybe. involved as governor because they're going to need money from yeah. the state because they don't have the resources to prosecute this down there. Yeah. Well, the AG is going to do it, right? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know who authorizes that, but I think right. the AG is AG. Well, my father-in-law brought up another good point. Like, it, can they get a fair trial in Pike County? They're going to have to move it. Oh, my gosh. There's so much to talk about. This is awesome. Yeah. They're going to have yeah. to move it. Right. Where would they move it to? I don't know. Cincinnati? I don't know. No. So here's, let's just talk first. There is, a, there is the crime and now the investigation ensues. And this goes on. So they, there's a process in Ohio that they can call on help from the attorney general's office and or BCINI state resources to come down and help them investigate. Presumably they've done that. We've worked with, uh, what's, what's his, uh, who's in charge of BCINI now? Wilkins, uh, Gary Wilkins. Oh yeah. Yeah, we did. So he's pretty good at what he does. Yeah. Um, I, 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 who knows who he sent, whether he was there, what, and I, I'd be very curious to know. Uh, I, I just have a hunch there, you can't have a marijuana operation like this in a place like Pike County without law enforcement knowing about it on some level. I'm just going to uh, say it. Oh, okay. So hmm. it wouldn't surprise me if we run into some crossing the specter, of streams. The specter of corruption hmm. on uh, the pot and things. If I'm defending the case, that's where I, I, I've got in the back of my head, I need to tie in the government somehow, some way. Hmm. Um, because how does that happen, right? I mean, that's sort of what you, you feel. And I'm not calling Maybe cops Maybe DeWine crooked. foresaw that. Could be. You it know what I mean? Be. He releases that right before he's elected. It kind of becomes part of the case. Well, yeah. of course you're saying that now. Of course you're arresting us now. You want to be elected. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you wonder, yeah, I mean, it, it, if, I'm, if I got the case, I'm keeping that in the back of my mind about why and what and what took so long, who was involved with what, who told the cops what, and what's their relationship with the police that they were telling. I'm not calling any cop crooked. I'm talking about doing what defense lawyers do, which is find a defense to the case and really get to the heart of it. But so starting at the indictment, the, they have been indicted, right? It's not just charged by way of complaint. I think they've been indicted. All right. What we're talking about is in order to get a, a criminal charge, there's two ways to sort of uh, in, initiate it. The first one would be a criminal complaint where, Jared, if you commit a felony on me, uh, and I'm a cop and I watch it, then I can arrest you right away. I can just take you right to the, right to the hooskow, throw you in a clink, put cuffs on you, and charge you by way of a criminal complaint. That means that I've just sworn that I've seen you commit a felony and that I have probable cause to believe you did. Then there's a procedural process, I guess, that happens to get you to the proper court, which is common pleas court, and that either is a preliminary hearing, which rarely happens in our system anymore in Ohio anyway, or an indictment. And I just asked Jeff if they've been indicted. 52-page indictment. All right, there's a 52-page indictment. Is, are there death specs on it? This means that there's been a grand jury investigation, 
And I wonder how long the grand jury has been sworn in, how long they've been in. Uh, I'm actually looking at it now, so I'll, I'll tell you. So a grand jury investigation. I thought means, they were still debating that, though, whether or not to. Well, they can add, they can maybe uh, yeah. seek maybe a superseding more. indictment. Someone had to talk. On the reports I heard, I, I did hear that they were going, more than likely would be going with the death penalty. If this doesn't warrant Firearm the death penalty. specifications, aggravated murder, but nothing. All right, so so far, I, I think it would be else. it would hit the headlines if there were death specs on it. So death specs, you're saying? What are you saying about death spec? Death specification. So here's how it works: the grand. I, I'm guessing there has been a grand jury investigation. That means there's been subpoena power. And when when you can, when the government or the prosecutor convenes a grand jury, it's a group of twenty uh, something people, and um, they're just investigating, and they get to issue subpoenas for stuff, for testimony, for documents. Uh, to identify witnesses, they have they have power. Like if you followed the, should I go there? Where are you going? Should I go to the go the, go, the, go there? The federal investigations of like Trump and Hillary or and or Hillary. It's like there's been a big criticism because there was not a grand jury convened to investigate Hillary, uh, so they didn't use subpoena power to get stuff. There's a, there's a purpose behind the grand jury that is designed to give the government power to investigate. I think she got testified and she heard she, she's got to testify on her email that just came out today. Oh, you know, I mean, that's, there, there's more to come on all that stuff. I could care less about her email. <laughs> Anyhow. I, I don't know. I mean, can we talk, should we go there? No, let's not do that. But that we will though. Um, there's a, uh, if the grand jury has been investigating, then they decide eventually there's been a crime, which is really the prosecutor going in and saying, all right, who here thinks that they're guilty? Raise your hand. This is oversimplifying. So you get enough to raise your hand. All right, the eyes have it. Guilty. We're going to indict. Mm -hmm. It's a secret proceeding. There's no right of any defendant or subject under investigation to be there uh, or their lawyers or any, to, to even know about it. Uh, witnesses have some rights at grand juries. They can either take the Fifth Amendment. They can uh, offer some other privilege. Like in Ohio, there's a marital privilege. Uh, if you have a doctor-patient privilege, you might be able to assert that to get out of testifying. But in the main, you have to go cooperate with a grand jury or you get in trouble too. Uh, so somehow there's been this grand jury convened and they've got their indictment. Now, Bill, what do you do? If you're the prosecutor, it looks, let's presume right now because none of us having done nothing to prepare for this particular podcast <laughs> have read the indictment. <laughs> Uh, I have it here. Uh, all right, we have it. Which but it's, 52 well, it's pages. You're not going to read that. It's too much. No, no, but I, but I don't think you'd get. I don't think you'd get much out of it. Well, wait a minute. You're going to get. Some. You're going to get whether it's like uh, there's going to be conspiracy to commit murder. There's going to be mur Rico probably. There's going to be murder for hire. So if they go with the death penalty, are they going to go try for everyone those involved, or is it going to be just like yeah, we the shooters? These are strategic choices that somebody like Emily right, would have so. to make. I mean, she has to decide, do we want to prosecute uh, the death penalty? Do we want to seek that? And when I said specifications, so here's how it works. You can have murder, and then there are extra things in Ohio that we add on called specifications. One would be if you used a gun, that would be a firearm specification. Another would be if you qualify like murder for hire, committed as part of a felony or right. premeditated with prior calculation and design. Then you want to hear some of the two wit? Yeah, you know, uh, two wit. Real quick, so you get, those are all specifications, and if those, if there is enough evidence that the prosecutor feels that they can add a death penalty specification, then they do it, and they have the choice whether they want to do that, whether they want to do it with everybody or just some of them, um, or maybe reach out to the lawyers and say, guess what? 
your boy's going to get the chair unless he talks. So there's, there's going to be all sorts of some posture. Put it on like one that. to two to see if you can't get them to go through. Yeah, you might pick the youngest one and say, look, boy, you want to live or die because I'm going to fry you. Or, you know, and then, it, so there's, there's different strategic reasons to seek the death penalty or not. And having never been a prosecutor, I'm only postulating here. But I would think that if I am considering, like in the O.J. Simpson case, would you want to seek the death penalty or not? Uh, it adds a gravity to the scenario that you may not like in certain cases. So if you've got a county that is not pro-death penalty, sometimes it can look like you're trying to overreach, or maybe you don't want the jury to have to, be, have to feel the weight of their decision. All right, so let's hear the, uh, some of these details of this murder. Let's, let's roll. Um, this is related to the conspiracy counts. So it says, to wit, which is always like they state what they're accusing you of, and then they say, to wit, which is basically saying, here's why we think it is. Yeah, to wit is about the dumbest thing. <laughs> yep. So it says, making several purchases in months leading up to said aggravated murders, murders and or aggravated burglaries, including but not limited to, sorry, it's really small print. These are what, the, uh, the overdacks? They had uh-huh. silencers. I think they, they had, had something like that, that Specific could, uh, shoes from the Walmart. The, case, the casings? Yeah, specific the, shoes from Walmart. Um, I'm losing my place. Brass catcher, catchers. Items to which to build brass catchers, ammunition, a magazine clip, a bug detector, and or other parts to build silencer and silencers. Various other items in preparation of these crimes, building a silencer, forging documents, including preparation to these crimes to include their habits Is this and routines, sl- sleeping locations, physical layout of properties, counter surveillance devices that they pr- put on properties, including pets. Wow. Um, Illegal monitoring of various social media accounts, destroying and or tampering with evidence of crimes, including but not limited to a video recording device, which Edward Jacob Wagner had purchased in March of 2016, a silencer, video and trail cameras belonging to victims and or phones. Just to document the, the, the growth of his young baby. The coming and going, I guess. Man, that's Well, is that, what was the purpose of that to it language? Is that to tie to a conspiracy as overt acts? Yeah. All right. So here's what that is. Yep. And look, we're not known and unknown over X. We're not going to get too technical, but a conspiracy generally is a contract or agreement between two or more individuals to commit a crime. It does not have to be written. It doesn't have to be expressed. It could even be tacit. I could nod at you. You could wink at me and off we go. Or Mm -hmm. I could do something like slip cash into your envelope. Uh, and you just take it every week, and I just, that's just it. We just know you're getting cash every week and not paying tax on it. I ain't doing any withholdings. That's a crime. That's a tacit conspiracy. So in order to have a conspiracy, you not only have to have an agreement to commit a crime, uh, to take it beyond simple, esoteric, protected speech, perhaps, conduct, you have to have what's called overt acts. That means you have to do something in the course and furtherance of the conspiracy. They're talking about buying stuff that they needed to commit these crimes. This is like when you go, uh, if you're going to go uh, rob a bank, you steal the car first with your buddy. That's a, that, that would be an overt act. You buy rope, you buy a you hatchet, buy a, yeah. you buy a ski mask. Yep. Those are overt acts to complete the conspiracy. You buy a throwing star. Now whatever. here, what, your boat. and everybody's like, well, why do we care about conspiracies? Well, here, the, my dad was a U.S. attorney for a while, and he used to love it. He's an evidence guru, too. So as soon as you open up the door, as soon as you get a conspiracy, 
everything everybody said sort of becomes relevant. Admit, it's like non-hearsay, right? You become co-conspirator yeah. statements and different things. So it's, there's some evidentiary reasons why you can do it. And you can allege as many overt acts in the indictment as you want. And it gets a lot of stuff. It sort of opens up the door for admissibility of evidence. Now, I, I love evidence and I love uh, the rules of evidence. So I, could, I would love to be a prosecutor sometimes and, and sort of postulate on how to do all this stuff. But anyway, they've charged a conspiracy to commit murder along with other crimes. And it looks like they've got a whole lot of planning and stuff that went into it. That's my, my speech on conspiracy is done. <laughs> all right. What do you think about all that? I'm just wondering how this all started. If they had, you know, if they got cell phone records, if they got this, where'd they get the probable cause or what came first? I mean, do you think someone chicken. talked? I think someone spoke down there. I said somebody had to talk. I think someone somebody talked. had to talk. Someone had to talk. Even if it was, some, I think, as even they, if one of them talked to somebody they shouldn't have, you know, they should. You know, they, maybe it wasn't the family, but maybe the youngest boy he's sitting down. He's, drinking he's, beer, he's, he's sipping some moonshine and, and shine from the jar. And, it's coming up twice. And he's like, oh my God, man. You, right from I, the can jar. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? And they told him. And now this guy couldn't sleep at night. Now Zeke is all worried about it. It's like, man, that whole family, I knew that. Yeah. It's so, crazy. That could be. It wouldn't surprise me if one of the indicted conspirators is a snitch already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that person has been indicted and arrested as a means of uh, protecting their identity. Because how they find they 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 arrested all these people at once right in various areas so they were they were tracking them somehow. yeah that was a coordinated law enforcement you know, effort yeah valiant, how they know perhaps. where they were at and what it's just it's 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 maybe it's like I I like true crime stuff um it was, since we drive a lot for work I listen to this, I'm listening to one now different books on tape I'm listening to a book now about um the gold I think it became known as the Golden State Murder I think um I don't think they ever found him but. He's related to like 50 rapes and then he eventually graduated to like 10 murders that they can link him to now, just now. What it's dawning on me is that it's very hard to commit a murder now because of science, because of technology, because we can dig these records out. Back then, they didn't have the DNA that they, well, you know, not that they just have now. DNA. They don't have. Even on that, it's just like you could be anonymous. Typo blood. Yeah. That was about the best they could get. Yeah. Nobody's I mean, anonymous anymore. I mean, you can't, I mean, I don't say nobody, but. Uh, you know, it's like you had the Unabomber who tried to be this sort of anonymous live in the woods thing, live in the woods guy, and it protected him for a long time. But it's like you don't, it's really hard to be off the grid these yeah. days, even down in Pike County where yeah. you, you, I mean, it's like you can't, you can't just go disappear and wander around vagrant style as easily as I think you used to be able to do. And then you're leaving DNA every time you, every yeah. time you do anything. The it's, big it's, thing on this is the motive. Because right. I mean, it's, it, it wasn't a, just one person. They could have probably got away with killing two people because they weren't all at the same house. Yeah. They, they either had to do it at the same time, multiple hit squads, or they had to go from one house to another to another to another. It's like Manson style, Four man. houses. But if you're doing that, I mean. All, all, you know, at, at, at one point, it's like, boy, it's a long day. Well, well and, it's a long day, but now you're, making your, you're exposing yourself. You're probably making your, the ability to be caught. So I mean, you're driving the same car, you know what I mean? Yeah, just going from one place There's got to be a motive to where they wanted the whole family. Yeah, this was done. this was a this was almost retribution for something, or to keep silent about something. And this is like if you're the defense lawyer here, you guys hit the nail on the head early on. It's like what? Who else did it? 
right? I mean, who else could have done this? And, and it, what are the other motives to do it? You've got a mass killing like this. If you just wanted custody, do you kill a whole family? Right. I mean, it does, it does, something about that doesn't ring strongly to me. So there's, there probably will emerge something else. Now, if these folks really did it, uh, hopefully they have a motive that they haven't dropped on us yet. Um, but if you're the defense lawyers here, you're thinking, who else? could have done this. And that, that starts with what I, what I started with, I think, which is what's the local corruption? Is there local corruption? Is there, how big was the dope operation? Was it out of state? Were there big players out of state cartel or otherwise that could have uh, had a motive to come in here and do this? Who owed money to who? You, look, frankly, most of this is almost always about yeah, money right. or drug territory. Yeah. Um, but I guess uh, there's also this blood theory, no pun intended. Um, you know, and, you know, it's like somebody pissed. A, there's a family feud, right? This is the Hatfield McCoys. But I didn't get that from the news that there was like, the, you know, I, I sort of, it wasn't a known family feud that I read from the. Well, we've seen it. They're keeping a lot of this under their hat. Yeah. I mean, the, the investigation is still going on. They, what they have released has got to be just minuscule to what they know. Yeah. I would hope so, right? I mean, that's you would think they would try to protect their case as much as possible. I mean, it's like... But you've seen it. We've seen it a ton of times where you read an indictment and you're reading an indictment with your client and it's like bug zapper and things like that. And they're like, I bought that because my wife was screaming yeah. at me a year ago and that we couldn't keep bugs out of that. that bug that, zapper or was it a bug? I thought it was like... To oh, find bug detector. Bug detector. What is that? Is that like looking, to see, looking the place to see if the wired up? if something is under surveillance, right? An eavesdropping yeah. device. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand right, that sorry, you don't like mind. bugs in your house. And, <laughs> well, here's what I thought. I thought they were taking the zapper device and that helped them build the silencer. Right. That's what I took out of that. But you can do that? You can't build a silencer out of a bug. I don't know how to be... I don't know how to build a silencer. I don't know. Let me read it. I mean, have you seen a silencer? It doesn't look like a bug. Can you buy a bug detector at Walmart? But you can probably go to like uh, some some spy store. They exist. Yeah. Well, they said he bought it at Walmart. Well, probably Walmart. Buy anything at Walmart. Well, then I think we're back to the bug zapper. Right. They were were probably making the silencers too many bugs. They were (laughs) buying the bug bug assault. They got the bug zappers so that when they were out there working on the back porch. But but my point is, I guess, that you can pick things out of the indictment and you'll have, you'll have a client that says, well, I know exactly why I bought that. I bought this for this reason. They're going to offer I mean? innocent explanations yeah. for all this yeah. plethora yeah. of evidence that seems to add up to these awful things. But individually, maybe not. Well, the weird thing not. is, is if they really have a grow operation, if these if these people, was it the deceased that has a grow operation or the was deceased. it yeah. not them? Well, that, not they that own we like that special we don't know case. about. It almost helps. That we don't know about. It almost helps if they do. We, yeah. Because it's like, well, I bought all this crap to protect my crop. Well, the question is, I mean, don't they have like the special K ranch or something down there? They're all, they all, I mean, I, the article I read that they are, they are wealthy. They, they, they are, they had means. Oh, really? They were, they had land, they had uh, farmland and, and who knows what else. But I, I, my impression is that there's got to be dope on both sides of this. I mean, you just, uh, yeah. Over a custody battle, you're going to kill a whole family. A whole family. Right. It doesn't make sense. And it has to be, I mean, that was very well planned out. So well that they had to investigate for like two years before they indicted anybody. Yeah, usually crimes like this are solved like, you know, somebody knows right away. But I, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be fascinating to see what the evidence is. Now, we're all sort of... And Dwight's so, not coming forward like it's a slam dunk. Nobody's, nobody's coming out like we've got him. Well, DeWine is a little bit. He's saying that we just, it's a long investigation and we have tons of evidence of planning, which... 
in a murder case is as good as going to get. The other problem that they have is you don't have any component. You almost have to make what you're saying. You have to make that part of the argument. You have to make local law enforcement or government because this is like in cold blood. This is sneak into somebody's house at night yep. and off them. This no, isn't this is, getting this a fight. Is as brutal this isn't as go it over gets. there to kill Steve, some, hey, beat you, somebody up. You this hit is point ahead. Retribution. Hit. That's a good word for this. This, this is a retribution. Something. There's something, there's, there was something that needed to be solved. And keep that. in mind, these are hits that were done, laying in their beds, asleep, and these people are drug dealers. So what that means to me is that they don't just have some house you can come walking into. There, there's probably they have very probably few their houses. own firearms. They have their own surveillance already that I get they were trying to tap into and maybe change, but... Yeah. To get into a drug dealer's house and do that to How him? How big was the operation? I don't. It I never heard me. it. Did, well, I don't because if you go silence, to Pike County, there's a good chance that every third house has got something growing in the backyard. I got the maybe. sense. I mean, look, maybe maybe the silence on this is telling in and of itself. There, I mean, that's been downplayed perhaps in the media, but I I got a hunch the operation has to be bigger than just like ten plants, in the and you know there, there's more than that going on, and there's probably an out of state component to it. And uh, I'm going to guess that if it is really the Wagners, then somebody owed somebody something and or somebody was threatening to snitch on somebody about something and or both. And you really have to plan it out to think, okay, tomorrow we're going to kill eight people. This should be easy. Yeah. I mean, who thinks that? Sure. I mean, you're like, oh, I mean, we'll, they're going we'll, to get bug zappers to build silencers. But we're going to kill eight people. And, and, and once again, it took multiple people to put it together because no one person did this. No one I mean, this is well thought out. This. Everything they're accused of doing. But then they, they thought that, that whenever it was done, that it would be over. Yeah. Well, they, you <laughs> always ask this, like, what's your end game? Yeah, what was yeah, going to blow eight people away? I mean, I guess the end game is moving to Alaska. And, and I can see this. I can see the strategies here. It's like. You can go and buy a can't can't you buy a silencer like if I go to a gun store? Well, suppressors. This is a big debate now. We'll get into it some other time. But no, well, you I, can't just go buy oh, okay. a silencer or a suppressor okay. right now. All right, you have to have a license. You, you have, have to, to go have get a license. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah. he doesn't want to be on the grid for that. So that's why he wants to sort of buy a device that he can. That's why he wants to buy he, got, he got the anarchist cookbook. <laughs> I read thought I read Zapper. I'm mistaken. I'm sorry. No, I'm sure it was a Zapper. <laughs> they also <laughs> said shoes. Couldn't they just use a good spray? They did, yeah, they, they but said, specific they said shoes. Bought, bought so, what shoes. kind of specific shoes would you well, probably, probably buy? be like size Footprints. twelve if you wear size nine? Oh, mm. that yep, you're right on the money. That's yeah. why you're the gum. That's it. Yeah. That's why you're the shoe. Or dude. you get the kind of shoes that the other that the victims wear, so your prints are similar to theirs. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, if you're going to plan a perfect murder, it sounds like they did their best. Well, to, until now, until because now. now it makes you look guilty as hell. You know, well, I mean? look, it's always the cover up and the plan. You get caught doing that stuff. It's like game over. If you if you if you played it out and you didn't get caught you're good but when I you mean, do it's guilty this isn't like the psycho this isn't like the here's the other thing we were talking we were talking about can you live under the radar and just go kill people like they didn't pick random people here these are local people that everybody knows right. it's like you didn't just go out of state somewhere pick somebody at a shopping mall and kill them because you need that psychopathic edification to do it um these are people that are known right this is a crime of passion on some level some on some level there was a motive that tied these two groups together to commit these crimes um, so it's not like a random thing. I mean, they're not, so if you're going to do a crime like that, it's not just about concealing yourself, but it's also throwing off the trail in other directions. I just don't think the custody thing has to mm -mm. really be the truth. It's got to be dope and money. This. Dope yeah. money snitch, right? The, what are the big three? But with like, what they know now, how would they not, and maybe they just haven't released it. How sure, would they not yeah. already know that? You know? And so it sounds to me like they, they have to have some sort of informant. Well, it's like the old saying goes, three people can keep a secret. 
if two are dead. Yeah. yeah I guess so. And so there's, I, there's I guess six dead or whatever. It'd been more suspicious if like they'd gone to Alaska, boating accident, only one person survived. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So So what do you what, think what, the, the the talk right now is to yay or nay on the death penalty? Yeah, Are they gonna go for that? Right where I was going. We started talking about this. I mean, there's a strategic choice here and I don't know. I mean, before you even get to that choice, you would want to know what is, what is the likelihood of this trial happening in Pike County. So let's first talk pre-trial publicity and whether that should or could result in a change of venue. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. I have filed for such requests once or twice only to protect the record, never when I really thought I had a good, a good reason to do it. I you just, know. I told my father, I just didn't think it would happen. Well, I it's mean, hard. Isn't it's, courts, it's hard to change venue. You have to show, there has to be, you know, this is the old uh, Sam Shepard case. I mean, there has to be such bias and prejudice in the media that the jurors are contaminated. I mean, I, I'd, I'd have to look up all the legal standards, but uh, it's a tough standard to meet. And it doesn't, just because, I guess here's the, here's the takeaway from this on the, in the simple. Just because all your jurors know about the case doesn't mean they're not able to hear yeah. the case. Yeah. Well, it goes back to like the Ohio State girl that was murdered and it made national news. You know what I mean? I, I forget her name. There's only 28,000 Yes, I know who you're people. talking about. With the GPS that, guy? That guy couldn't. He had oh. his trial here. Yeah. You know I mean, everybody knew about that around Everybody there. knew about you that. You know what I mean? He um, committed He committed multiple other moves while, yeah. while on, his, while on his, his, his ankle monitor. Yeah. So it's like, and, and he can't, I mean, I don't even think venue was debated. I told my father-in-law I didn't see it happening, but, and I know because I was down there on another case recently, um, I know that uh, lawyers around the area are being appointed to assist them. Um, and I guess a lawyer would have to make the call and change a venue, but it would seem that the court system down there doesn't believe that. Well, you have to show that the pretrial, I don't, I'm going to try to look it up here as we go. The internet's sort of slow, but the, the first thing you would have to show is that there's prejudice mm. and the, the pretrial publicity is so per- pervasive that there's just no chance of a fair trial. And I, I think, you know, you can, you can presume prejudice if that happens and then get your change of venue. Where do you change to? How does that work? Because, I mean, changing to Scioto County, well, that does nothing. Everybody in Scioto County knows about it. It's usually Changing in, it to Chillicothe. It's usually in Jason County, someplace close by, someplace where they think they can get it done. Yeah, but and, everybody, you know what I mean? That whole, not only the state of Ohio all knows, the country knows, but, I mean, specifically the southern portion of Ohio definitely knows about this. Pike County has 28,270 in the population. That's not a lot of people. That's, that's not a lot of people. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, well, that, that, that is a small number. I mean, how many can you imagine the body here, Steve? So it's it, like, how many people knew that really? <coughs> everybody, like six hands go yeah, off. Everybody knows. So it may be that, that there's just an agreement that venue ought to be changed. Now, here's the other thing. that Venue can happen not just where the actual murders occurred. It could, there could be venue where some of the planning occurred or other parts of the case occurred. I mean, there, some of this may have happened in a completely different parts of the state that could get venue. Uh, without having to do a full-blown change of venue. Now, I think there's interest of justice. If you're the defendant, what are you thinking? Travel, um, expense, inconvenience yeah. of witnesses. I mean, you're thinking of all this stuff that will go into play. But absent, I mean... Now, they're also able to bring in jurors from other jurisdictions, possibly, right? Uh, now, that I'm not so sure about. 
that. I'm not, I've never had anybody try to do it. Now, I've had talisman cases where I've, I've literally run out of jurors in a courtroom. And they go to a, And the bailiff is out grabbing people. Yeah. We had that come yeah, up. Yeah, almost, yeah. We're like, what if there's not enough here? We go over to the local coffee shop and we say, you're on jury duty. You're on jury right across duty. the street. Now, there's a problem with that. There's, uh, it's like, I, I actually had to research this once, but it, I've had that happen. But there may be such publicity and such uh, overwhelming interest and knowledge of the case that they just got to get it out of Pike County. I mean, you're right. The rodents, I mean, these, you know, this is a small county. Yeah. And certainly everybody knew both these families. So you're, but here again, just because you get 30 hands that go up when they say, um, anybody know these people, doesn't mean they can't be fair. So you got to go through all of them and say, all right, mm-hmm. knowing that you know yeah. the rodents, are you able to set that aside and give the state a fair trial? How about the defensive? And we all know it's a bunch of malarkey in the background. They're thinking, I know this SOB has been a bastard since the day he was born. Right. His daddy was a bastard too. Right. But, you know, the other, that's, that, which also brings in the next, that's related to the question you asked initially, which is death penalty or no death penalty. Because, you know, your chance of getting a death penalty imposition in Franklin County with Franklin County jurors is going to be different than in Pike County with Pike County jurors. Um, and if you're going to, if your venue change is relative to, where, what jurors you're going to get, you have to yeah. think about that. And if Go to Hamilton County. Yeah. It was a good choice of it, you know what I mean? And, and you know, so there's going to be a big debate about that. So the adjacent county, like if you're going to, uh, if you're in Pike and you want to go over to Jackson or you want to go down to Scioto or up to uh, Ross or something, I mean, those are similar type counties, but is that far enough to get uh, the independence that you need? And then if you think about, I guess death penalty. Say, let's assume death penalty, and there's a process that goes with that, and that means they're they're going to need double the jurors or triple the jurors, right? Yeah. And, and each one of these defendants, if tried together, will have the same number of challenges that they can exercise. I mean, yeah. this is this is a it's a mess. They're not going to be tried together. Well, they? that's another well, pretrial well, thing, could, right? Sever sever the trials. There's a case. All right, so let's. I don't know if I'd want to. There's, uh, there's a, there's going to be. Here's the big consideration in both directions. Interest, justice, when you're, economy. When you're a defendant on the defendant side, there's a case called Bruton, B-R-U-T-O-N, U.S.B. Bruton, Bruton. So Bruton we got is a where Bruton problem. You got a Bruton problem where you've got defendant statements. Now here, this is interesting. This is another thing that conspiracy may save them a little bit. Um, if you have defendant statements, so Bill and I, we decided we're going to go commit a crime together. We're both indicted at the same time, but not a conspiracy. And Bill is dumb enough to talk to the cops, but me being a criminal <laughs> lawyer for the better part of my career, I just don't trust that. And there's no way I'm talking to no cops. So Bill's got a statement, albeit not a confession, but still, you know, like, like a lot of people give statements under duress like that could have been better. And is going to be used against him. I'm thinking, you can't use that against me. That's hearsay, and that's on. You can't do that. I don't have a right to cross-examine Bill. He's not going to take the witness stand, and you're going to use his statement against him. I mean, I got a confrontation problem. That means I can't cross-examine my accusers, and that's Bill because he's effectively giving statements against me. So then that would result in a Bruton problem, and and the defendants would have to be separated which would be another disaster if you're a prosecutor thinking, I got to do this how many times? Yeah, right. right. Now, and as yeah. of now, they've all said, you have the wrong people. We have nothing they to do with this. They've always denied. You are, you are pinning this on us instead yeah. of finding the real killers. I'm just buying bug zappers, dude. What the heck? Right. I like Lowe's yeah. and Walmart. I go to Walmart for everything. My Chiefs puffs and my bug zappers. And you got the wrong guy. 
And look, if I if I'm the defense right now, I'd be thinking, who else did it? Right? You're thinking cartel. You're oh, thinking sure. this is too organized yeah. for our simple people here. This is. Uh, and you're right. Is, if you're going to go to that extent, why not just? You almost think like just pay somebody that doesn't have any ties to Pike County and because have them the, come down. I would say that if it's true that these folks did it, the culture would not be to involve outsiders. It would be oh, we take yeah. care of this so kind of crap sucks. ourselves, just yeah. like they did in right. Ozark. Yep. But then they left and ran to Alaska. Well, then they went to Alaska. That was that. Well, did they go to Alaska? They did. Oh, yes, they went. They, they, they came back. They said they came back. Well, they came back. They came oh, back. Okay. They yeah. moved to Alaska under the guise of it's just <laughs> That's too much. probably why they needed the bug zapper. Do you have any idea the bugs in Alaska? <laughs> Summertime. <laughs> it's got to be a bug. Well, I mean, it says bug detector. Yeah, maybe they brought the extra. They brought but the twelve size shoe because they were going to eat seafood and drink a lot of booze and get the gout. Yeah, their feet were going to swell. They need a bigger shoe. Or these are my bug zapping shoes. You know, I always wear triple socks in the winter. These boots are made for walking. So de- the death penalty is another interesting part of this that we're going to have to see. I mean, think of the think of the logistical mess of having to try five yeah. death penalty cases. If well, the, the the crazy switch that the death penalty adds to this is typically when somebody's convicted, even serious crimes like murder, you say thank you, jurors, and now it's the judge's turn to sentence. What happens in there's really two trials because there's the phase of guilt, you know, guilty, not guilty, and then it moves to those jurors stick around, and now they have the the death penalty phase, yeah, where they present the evidence and decide whether the death penalty is is appropriate. That's not decided by the judge. Those same jurors that decided the case now step in and get to hear about what little Jimmy yeah. Jack Wagner did when he what he grew up with, what you know. It puts you it puts you in a bad spot when you're defending those cases because you have to stand up and pick a jury and you have to do it with this notion that you're like you think of the last case you tried did you go to the jury and say you know he's not guilty but if you find him guilty right, right. well isn't that and that's why they do, do it in two this? two phases right? no it's all the same i mean there's two phases but here's how it works you have to pick the same jury so yeah, it's the same jury involved. You've got to stand up in front of a jury and, imagine, and say they didn't do it. And you have to stand up and, and say, say you why you wrong, didn't do the death penalty. You can't get it wrong again. Well, you stand up there. I think you just say it and say, look, it's no surprise. I advocated that these people did not do this or this person did not do this. I still believe that in my heart. But since you've made the decision you made, I respect your decision. And now I need to tell you about this person. Because I do not believe you should put this person to well, death, sure. and here's why. And, and there's mitigating circumstances and aggravating factors. There's all this stuff that's in the law. So the, basically, let's talk about the death penalty scheme, right? You have a jury. You pick, you get jurors in, and you, most judges will do something called individual voir dire. They'll bring in, you know, there was a time, you guys weren't around, but there was a time that almost always at any given time, there was a death penalty case cooking over in Franklin County. And it just, it, it hasn't happened in the last decade or so. But um, if it, you would bring in, a huge panel, a huge veneer, they would say, a huge panel of jurors. And you would almost do them individually. You would talk to either one at a time or a group of four at a time and do individual voir dire. Are they still in front of you? Yeah. They'd go in a courtroom and they'd bring in four at a time and we'd all question When you say them. bring in, are the other ones <clears throat> watching you question them? No. Okay. So no. it's only, it's private to those four and, and there's or no, that one. I don't think there's a hard, fast rule. The judge has control of these kinds of things under the rules of evidence. Um, but you, you would, you would sort of have this individualistic voir dire in, in theory on the death penalty and how they feel about the death penalty. And, you know, there's a lot of lawyers who are 
experts in defending death penalty cases because they have mastered the art of swaying jurors or really ferreting out a juror's uh, thoughts and instincts on whether they want uh, to impose a death penalty. And, and the problem with it all, from my perspective, the, and I've tried a few of them, um, unfortunately, I've never had to, we've, I've resolved all the ones I've started, I've been able to resolve uh, in midstream. But you, you, you're standing there, it's like, I feel like I got the cart before the horse here, folks. I mean, I'm sitting here talking to you about an innocent man, but if he's guilty, what would you do? I see what you're saying. And what are your, okay. this is this is really hard for me. And you know, all right. So in your questionnaire, you said you were anti-death penalty or pro-death penalty, or you you don't know, or what you. And you've got to ask them questions. And the people that do this for the cause, so to speak, will are good at bringing out the 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 things one way or another. I hate it because it feels like you're punting. It feels like you're giving up on guilt. Yeah, you're just trying already. to save you're already their putting life. it in their mind about the death penalty phase yeah. prior to the trial. Phase. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And, you know, people try those cases not to lose. It feels like half the time they, they give up on uh, the guilt because the cause becomes save the life, save the life, save the life. And I'm not impugning death penalty lawyers at all, but this is just, this is the, this is the burden that we all carry when you take those cases. It's like, what's the goal? Save the life, win the case, win the case and save the life. But those become somewhat mutually inconsistent when you get to voir dire. I mean, you're, you want to say, no. How many people feel like he's guilty right now? I mean, what is this right. nonsense? I mean, this is nonsense. Yeah. You know, they've, they've just picked this. But then you got to go through all this. You get your panel, and then you winnow it down. Then you do another Wadir, right, to get the, to get the panel the second I mean, time. it'd be in weeks of Wadir. Weeks. Yeah. It takes weeks. What you hmm. saw and happened in an hour, weeks. It takes weeks, and it is nauseating. I've had yeah. to go through it a few times, and it's just like, it's awful. Uh, so you get your jurors, and now you, the trial starts. So now it's like a normal trial. And you're back to, did he do it? Did they, can they prove it? What's going on? Uh, now, say, in order to get the death penalty, there has to be aggravating circumstances that warrant the specification. You know, murder for hire is one, and a felony murder is probably, I think, another one, and a commission of a burglary or another crime. It's like there's different ways they get it. Planning, prior calculation and design, um, organized activity, I think. I'd have to look them all up. But, Kill a cop, right? Yeah. They are really going to have to have some knowledge because if nobody flips, this will be a tough case. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Maybe. How are you going to get the shooters? That's just my question. How are you going to be able to pay if nobody flips? Well, I think what happened is. Because not every, unless everybody was a shooter. Well, I mean, I think it's, it's going to be a circumstantial case no matter what. And were there more it's outsiders like, involved? There had to be more. Maybe not. I don't know. They split up and go to all the different places and take teams of two or one. I mean, it, you're right. Synchronize it, your watches. Yeah, you know what I mean? At this like, time right here is when you pull the trigger. It may be like that. And then think of all the things that could go wrong. I mean, no if they got text this. records and things like that, it's like they're communicating some way. They might have records of this sort of thing. Yeah, they might. Or maybe they were using different. I, I, look, I don't know. And maybe the maybe the facts, specific facts are kind of being held under wraps because there's concern about changing sure, the venue. Sure. They don't want. They don't want everybody to just be aware well, of everything. And you've got the murder, you've got the making a murder impact, right? Where these prosecutors and, and, and police made this awful pre-trial post-arrest statement sort of bragging about how they had all the evidence. And it's like, I keep seeing that over Did and they over. really? In the making of a murder. They oh, did. yeah. So you got to yeah. be cautious on how you play your hand because yeah. that's going to get stuck up your backside if you're wrong about it. Or you might be educating the defense yeah. that you don't want to. I mean- you guys want to do a documentary just now? I hadn't started yet. 
Right, well, that's what I told her. We're sending Jerry down there. We're yeah. doing it, man. This is. It happens in real Knocking time. Knocking on doors. We are your resource for these murders. I mean, Jared is your resource for these murders. <laughs> we are your, I mean, Jared's your resource for these murders. You have anything else to do? Come on. No, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I hope they, I mean, you know how some of the bigger trials, they get authority to, to televise them. I don't know if it's hit that big point yet or no, not. It wouldn't surprise me, but. You know, this thing won't even happen for two years if it goes. Oh, trial. Yeah, you know? right. and Could you imagine how long this trial is going to be? It, I mean, it, it's going to depend on how many of them there will be. If how many have to get separated, who's going to, who will be the last person standing? That's the only the way it'd come out is if somebody, they've said, breaking news, they admitted it. Why don't we just bring Deals in? cut in the Pike County, Pike County murder. And that, look, you're going to get deals. <clears throat> so here's what it is. Why don't we just bring in like, I don't know. Emily? Like Judge Higgins. I love you, Judge Higgins from Licking County. He'll have this thing set for final pretrial <laughs> next right, week and jury right. trial the week after. On TV, this Let's happens this next baby month. Quick. Right? Or next or next week. Yeah. So but these are the things that the prosecutor's got to be thinking about on death penalty. Do you go to these people individually and say, Look, clock's ticking. You want a deal? Mm-hmm. You want to talk? You want to save yourself? We'll give you LWAP, life without parole. Ooh. If you if you if you snitch on your on your kinfolk. L- or you go to grandma. You go to grandma and say, look, Get grandma, you want to spend the rest L- of your lonely walk, days in right. behind bars or on death row? Or would you rather provide insight about what your family did? So, I mean, you use the death penalty as leverage to try to cut the deal. I, I guess if I'm in these people's shoes, I don't know if I'd, I guess death, death row would suck, I suppose. I mean, yeah. I can't say that, but I, I guess Bless. my hunch is they're dealing with people whose instinct will be not to cooperate, but somebody probably. And yeah, you better I, be first. I mean, you got a lot of people there. Maybe nope. the deal was that grandma's going to say it was her the entire time because she's the oldest. If we get caught, it's a perfect plan. I'll just say I did them all. I always knew grandma's a killer. Yep. She told us how she killed this other family 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Uh, so anyway, let's finish with a death penalty. So let's assume that your client is found not guilty. Well, great. Good job. Bye-bye, go home, and have a drink. Shine from a jar. If your client is found guilty, now phase two begins. The jury has to decide what punishment to impose. And the jury doesn't really get to decide completely. They make a recommendation to the judge who ultimately Oh, so I misstated it. that. I thought they'd decide. They get to make the recommendation. I think the judge has to adopt it or not. Um, but what happens is now comes the mitigation evidence. Man, talk about that decision, huh? And usually what you do as a defense lawyer, you hire experts who help you do the background workup. Yeah. You hire psychologists, you hire researchers. I've heard all kinds of stuff in those things, like when he was fifth grade, he got picked on by bully. Well, there's people out there that do that. I mean, they just, yeah, you hire them and they job, go, and yeah. that's what they do. There used to be a better business, I'm sure. But You know, you know who, who I heard did that well, because my wife had read some transcript, is George Luther. Luther was a huge death penalty guy. I heard George did a great job with those. He used to do a lot of that kind of stuff. He used to keep up on it. People made their careers doing death penalty cases. Don Schumacher did and the rest of his soul and, you know, a couple others. That's what they did. And they, they really were good at it. They knew the system. They knew the process. And uh, uh, it became their art form. But we just haven't had to in the longest time around here. So the, there's going to be a limit. I, I suspect we're going to – every one of these – defendants will have to hire right now, if there's death penalty spec, their own mitigation expert. And there's not that many around anymore. So they're going to be going out of state. I mean, this is going to be an astronomical cost. And once you gather that evidence, now you have to have phase two of your trial. So you're exhausted, you lost. Most of us like to go home, have a drink of Kool-Aid or beer, if that's what you have, 
and uh, and relax and start texting each other jokes, right? But no. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. You got to start over the next day. You got to start over yeah. next day on or next week yeah. on the <clears throat> on penalty phase. Oh, and, I can't imagine. Uh, and that, and the, what's at stake there is does your client sit in death row or go to prison for 20, 30 Well, here's, the, here's the thing, too, is the people that get appointed, if there is an appointment to do it or somebody that gets hired to do it, you got to keep in mind if this case goes to trial, well, you don't have a business for a month. At, oh, this is this longer. Is more, yeah, this is two longer months. Yeah, yeah. The, you don't have a business, yeah, right? You don't have. You can't go to any other clients. You're in court every day, every day. And in the weekends, you're preparing for the next week. And in the nights, you're prepared, preparing for the next week. It's like coming home. This is your this messages. is your year as a lawyer if you take this case. So if somebody steps in and says, "I have twenty five grand here, Mister Lawyer, help me with this case." Yeah, that sounds like a lot of money, but you're going to regret it probably in the end. Because that is going to take a monumental workup and a monumental use of your time. Well, that that documentary, The Staircase. Yeah. We talked about this maybe in the last one. But this guy was wealthy and could hire lawyers and experts and his team to do what needed to be done to defend him. And if you just take what you just said, so what's a good average salary for an attorney practicing law? And if you hear 25000 or even fifty, like, to run your business, keep your doors open, and but that's the only thing you can earn all year because that's what you're worth. It's not enough, it's right? Not it's enough. not enough. Yeah. You can't do it's it. Um, and you certainly that doesn't cover the ballistics experts, yeah. the DNA you need experts, experts across the board, the footprint this. experts, the, the crime scene experts. Yeah, how are um, they going to pay for that? Court, you know. I mean, you could you could take a sum, I guess, and then ask for fees. It's, it's a good question. So here, there's a couple things that have come up in the course of this. One is. How do these people get lawyers that are court appointed? And I think Jeff, you said you had to be death penalty qualified if you're if they're going. They, like, all right, so here's the deal: there they couldn't is, appoint me to it. They could not appoint Jeff to I'm it. Not they couldn't even appoint me because there is a special certification that is re- awarded to those who go complete certain training at the bar association. That's actually going on right now. Yeah. By the way, Thursday and Friday with uh, Franklin Common Police yeah. Public Defenders are doing this training right now. They're All right, we need you to go to get certified. The bill. death penalty certification, and you go and you have to go through, sit through the seminar, and you get your they, they bestow you death penalty certified. And some of that oh, is so that's not, just, you have to have a certain days, experience right. trying death penalty cases, either first or second chair. Oh, okay. And right now, that's tough to get somebody because yeah. at least that's what it used to be. It may not be now, but it's tough to get somebody because they don't have many more. So yeah. if somebody came to me and said, have you ever tried a death penalty case through and through? I would say, no, nah, I've never had to complete one. Um, I've had several that we started and, and resolved, but I've never had to go all the way through verdict. And then I saw, so I, in theory, I don't know that I could be, for, I don't know what yeah. the qualifications are. No, I've you tried. must have to have somebody where they have more death penalty cases come in and decide to move to Ohio and say, yeah, I did five when I was working in California. So there, there's probably specialists going around now doing them yeah. for appointed, but the appointed rates is, I don't know what they are now. They weren't that good uh, in, in, you know, 10 years ago when I was still sort of following this stuff. And by not that good, I remember there was a time when I first started practicing, they were like 12500 to get on a death penalty case. Max, right? Max. Yeah. And then it, then it doubled, Max. I think. It went up to 21 maybe or something like that. Man. And Jared, back to your question. Well, to people that are just like, well, that's a lot of money for this guy to stand. They don't see the amount of work that is going on while you're awake let alone the work that you guys were doing while you were asleep. You can't yeah. sleep. Because you mean, wake you just, up and you think about it and you're doing it and doing it. There are hours upon hours spent into something that was not as big as this. So the amount of hours and work that you would have to do, and it wouldn't just be one man. 
you know, that lawyer's getting paid this. Well, he's got five, three other attorneys working with him on the same case. I mean, you break down the multiple man hours that are involved in there and then the specialist and then the looking into it and then my fee. I'm outrageous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, just to be a gumshoe. Well, I mean, you take getting, twenty. You take twenty. Say you get t- some Pike County lawyer takes twenty five grand, and then he legitimately takes down the hours that he works on the case. I think if we broke that down into an hourly be, rate, everyone would be very surprised. It'd be like right? three oh, thirty five. Yeah, hour. We'd be very surprised. Uh, yeah. Three dollars and thirty five cents. So hour, if you apply that to just an hourly job, it's like, well, you ain't getting paid <clears> well, that much. A couple things about death penalty certification: when they appoint death penalty lawyers in Ohio, they appoint two. Um, you can ask the court for assistance to pay for mitigation experts and they'll have to give it to you. Uh, investigation, they'll have to give it to you. And then it's sort of ad hoc on the other stuff. And here's the rub. I, and when I did a lot of court-appointed work, I used to do this all the time. I would go to the judge and say, I need to do this ex parte. I do not want the prosecutor to know that I need this expert. I need somebody to look at the fingerprints or somebody to look at the DNA or I need a confession expert or I need something. But if I ask you in a formal written motion for that, it's public record. Now they know I'm asking. So you get in this weird scenario where you want to ask ex parte for the court to pay for things that you need. And then half the time we weren't getting it. And, you know, this is back to the staircase, right? This guy had the money to say on a whim, you know what? We ought to get a biomechanic, mechanical engineer in here to check out this fall. Wouldn't that be nice to get a, to see what that person would say? Yeah. I can't, on an appointed case, just have that at my whim. And so don't downplay the value of money in yeah. defending cases. I mean, I just... And he makes that comment, and the, the cameras are still on him, and his legal team exits from wherever it is. And it's a great show. It's on Netflix. Look it up. The Staircase. Fall. It's like, how many parts? Five parts, maybe? More now. More, more like making, making a murder type style. Um, but he looks at his friend, and he says, what, what would I do if I was poor? Like, how would I afford these? This is what needed for my defense. And if I didn't have this money to pay these guys, I wouldn't get it. And you don't get anything in return. No. Not guilty. Now we're going to pay you back the Well, we get that question all the time. It's like, well, can I sue them when I'm found not guilty? It's like, no. Well, I mean, you can, but you're probably not going to get anything out of it. But um, This is back to, we did a self-defense episode. if you watch The Staircase... If you watch that show, even in the first episode, the, the experts they have analyzing those staircase, I mean, I've read a book from one of them. Um, another one I know has testified in Ohio. Our friend uh, Paul has even cross-examined him in a death penalty case. And then this, there's a Japanese, I think it's a, from, from Japan expert that comes in. Um, he's Asian or something. He's the blood spatter guy. Yeah. He's the blood spatter guy. He's like the world-renowned blood spatter guy. It's like hmm. I, I'm looking at this going... Oh my gosh! I can't imagine the bill that he is coming from those people. Figures at least in experts, six figures at least in experts. Um, and then you got the investigation and the lawyer time. That is a case that would shut you down. And this this Pike County case is like that. And think if you're on the court appointed rates. So do they have money? The defendants uh, right now. So far, they're getting appointed counsel, from what I can tell. Okay. Yeah. And and look, it's like if you come to us and say. We have a self-defense homicide case that pales in comparison to what the project is. If the Pike County people called and said, "We have a potential death penalty case in Pike County," yeah, and here's what it is. It's like I can I can sort of assess a self-defense case, and I've had crime scene experts, I've had ballistic experts, I've worked with, I've gone and done my own shooting or gun things on sound. I mean, I've done all sorts of things, and you know, you can usually do that. Uh, if your client is solvent and has money, 
But if you don't, the judge is not going to say, oh, I know you want to go explore this. What you're, they're going to say, why do you need that? Why do you need that money? You're going to use the right. county money for that. Right. And I look at them and be like, well, they did it. Are or you, they should have done they it. They should have done it just because yeah. they don't think it's needed. I don't need it. Yeah. And then, the, then you run the risk of saying, well, what happened from that test? You didn't tell us that. I mean, you got your expert. What happened? And you're like, I ain't telling. Right. <laughs> why aren't you telling? <laughs> it's confidential. <laughs> right? yeah. So maybe it didn't turn out so well. But now down there, I heard that they are getting court-appointed lawyers, which means they need court-appointed county and or state money to pay for the experts, the mitigation folks, if it's death penalty, uh, the investigation, the whatever is needed. And it... it Pike County doesn't have that kind it's of not money. Gonna, and what are they going to give them? $2,000 well, for an investigator? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's not going to be enough. It's never enough. I mean, you don't, people don't understand. I mean, this is going to get me on my diatribe about what we do, but it, like, I think even half, I don't say half, a lot of criminal defense lawyers don't even appreciate what they're not doing. When, and I, I guess I've been lucky or cursed by this notion that I don't care when I'm in the throes of it, I'm doing it. Even if it means I pull out my own wallet and do it and I, cause it has to be, I don't care. I, I, I get tenacious that way. I want to do it. And that's just how I was trained. But uh, it, like judges and prosecutors don't always understand why you would possibly want to do those things. Like you saw us in this case you worked on. There was some of that going on there. It's like, why are you spending all this time on this? Like, because I, I want to know. I want to know. Daniel, why did you go to trial? Right. Well, yeah, then, <laughs> that was a question that that's was asked. The, that's yeah. what the bailiff asked me. He's why like, are we having a trial? why are you going Didn't to trial? <laughs> yeah, why are Didn't you going to trial? <laughs> and even then at the end of it, you see it in this uh, Making a Murder Part 2. Um, Catherine uh, Zell, whatever her name is. She, she's in there sort of in post-conviction time. And the first thing she's doing is second-guessing everything the trial lawyers did. And uh, I understand that because that's what you have to do to try to win the case for your client who's going to prison for the rest of his life. But it, it, we do all this work and it is thankless, right? Yeah. It's, it's like your fault for this. Anybody that watched that. that and didn't see the blood, sweat, and tears those guys put into the trial. And now she, you're right. She's I have just not criticizing too. Well, I've, well I've you saw the first the, part. I've seen the first You one. saw what those lawyers did, which I thought which, they did a good job. Um, I mean, that is the whole reason I got Netflix. I saw that show was out and I was like, free trial. I'm going to use it and I'm going to binge watch this whole show. Yeah. And if you watch it. <laughs> the only thing I would have done. Did you, you, you watch, you guys all seen it? Yeah, you I haven't seen it. Haven't seen you've it. seen it. The only thing I would have done is, do you remember the part where he's cross-examining the cop about finding the keys yeah. and accusing them of dropping the keys maybe because they hadn't found it before? And he turns to him and he says, well, that'd make a pretty loud noise, wouldn't it? And the guy said, I don't think so. And he goes, should I drop him? And he was going to drop it in the courtroom. And I was like, just drop him. And he didn't. I was like, don't even ask the question. Just drop it. Because it's a, sec- a set of keys. It's going to make a loud noise. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's I mean, a, I understand this is just clips from the trial. I'm not one criticizing him. <laughs> no, 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 it's not the one change. But I mean, I remember along the way, you, well, you have this plenty of changes. You have this made. cursed brain where you like think of things. Oh, well, you could have done this, could have yeah, done that. It, and I'm sure they did the same thing. Yeah, but to yeah. stand up there and have to subject themselves to a kind of a second trial after every day, which is kind of what went down. They literally stood up in front of the media and every shot that they took that day or that they, you know, shot across the bow that was successful for them, they kind of had to answer questions about it. If you remember, they stood up there and spent minutes every day going, well, yeah, but 
so-and-so testified to this today. What do you think about that? And they're like, well, yeah, you know, they had to answer those. And you could just see yeah, I mean, it was as a, the time went on. Yeah, their faces wore on and, them. Yeah. And there's not enough resources, time, money, experts, or human, I guess, capability to do it all. I mean, you can have a team, and, and I don't think two's enough for that case. That's a 20-person case, right? I mean, it, literally, you could have, and that's what she's doing now. She has the benefit of going back and looking at everything with time. Right. But when you're living it with no time and learning it for the first time, you are, you are processing information <coughs> that you got last week as you're getting more. And, mm-hmm. and it's and you're like, what do we do? We're still chasing yeah. this down. How do and we have she's sharp. You get the information. She's sharp too, too late. Yeah, she's sharp. You've yeah. gone one way, and then you get the information. Yes, and and they had corruption working against them. And I, I don't care what anybody says about that. I, you can, I, I'm, I guess, Netflix Out to can, get them. Yeah, Netflix can skew it and shade it and and show it in that light. But some of that stuff is unexplainable. It's like getting now the stuff that you haven't seen in part two that was withheld asinine to me like there's a report on one of the kids spoiler alert spoiler alert i won't even say it but let's just say there's there's some evidence that would be nothing short of bombshell exculpatory evidence that didn't get disclosed they didn't get in yeah, yeah. well but, i mean even the first one there's weird stuff like the when he calls me he's like you're not gonna believe this i'm looking at the you know the the, the tube of blood and there is a hole in the top of it about the size of a syringe yeah <laughs> and it's yeah. like what yeah. the heck how does that happen yeah. right so in pike county to bring it back home You've got to have probably with a two-man court appointed or two-woman or man-woman or whatever it is, child, team, you, you have to sort of process all this stuff. I mean, it's almost an insurmountable job. I don't know that on I would— On both sides. On both sides. Prosecutor-wise, um, you can't have one person do this. But the prosecutor has BCI&I and an yeah, investigative force behind them to really work it up. So if they have a whim that they want to chase down a fingerprint, they can do it. It's a phone call. You know, they don't need to go to the judge and ask for money. And anybody who thinks, this is my soapbox and we'll, we'll, we'll try to tie this episode up, but anybody who thinks that it's fair, that defendants get too many rights, that, that uh, doing, defending yourself in a courtroom, even if you're innocent, is easy, is sorely mistaken and surely has not had to do it. Because it is not. It is not fair at all. The resources that we have uh, on our side don't, are, are not even close to the mountain of resources that the other side has. And I don't care if it's Pike County. I don't care if it's uh, Summit County. I don't care if it's Franklin County. I mean, it, it just doesn't even measure up to the abilities and the resources that the, the government has. It goes back to what you said, that you have to find a way, if you don't have the money, even to open up your own pocketbook and, and try to get things done. And I've seen that from things we've done. It's like if there's a you know, blood spatter person or a DNA person at BCI, what have we done? At times, I've gone with you to BCI and set up an appointment with them, whoever did the analysis. Sit them down, ask them questions. Yep. Start doing an interview with them, asking them how they do their procedures, asking them for what's your manual on that, what's the rules on that, and almost attempting to turn a, clearly a government witness into your own witness just by finding out how they did things, seeing what the procedure is, and yep. seeing if it was done correctly. And finding the flaws. And they are, I mean, it's science. There's always, there's always you know, ways there can be errors or there's always, you know, uh, there's no definite, even when you're saying it's one in six billion. It's only worth what it's worth. You can talk to them about how things can be mistaken. And once you get answers from them, even just in their office, well, now that's a conversation you've had. And you can say, Miss Smith, 
Do you remember when we had a conversation I came and visited you at your lab? Yes. Okay, I want to talk to you about a little of the things that we discussed that, that day. And so when you start your test, you do da da da. It's like you, you get, you, there's a way to use them to your advantage. But to say that a defendant is at an advantage to the state, I mean, what that's the reason the state has to meet their burden. Here's the problem, though, is that when the process goes awry, when the, when the conviction for the government becomes the goal beyond the evidence. And what I mean by that is, say, making of a murder where you have a clear, I mean, they wanted to convict this guy for emotional, for other reasons beyond the evidence. And he may be guilty, who knows, but it's like it became the thing. And once that happens, then stuff can get sideways. And so the experts for the state may not tell you things that are important. And you and I ran into this in our OVI case or our vehicle homicide case where we had our own expert because we happened to have a case where somebody could afford it. And uh, we were able to chase down those kind of leads who could tell us what to look for in a blood vial. And it was a bombshell. I mean, it was like, holy crap. Nobody, it's like- Nobody said that. No government expert, even when I asked them in a pretrial motion, is this even a concern? No, we're not, we don't even look for that kind of stuff because it doesn't matter. And we talked to our expert and he's like, of course it matters. That's why they have this regulation. It matters. And here's why it matters. Because what that means is X, Y, Z. So that expert didn't tell us that. I'm not saying they were being fraudulent, but either they have been trained that way, they are subscribed to a different school of thought, or they're flat out dishonest. I mean, I don't know. But it's like, unless you have the resources to go smoke it out, uh, that stuff goes unchecked all the time. And I, I tell people all the time in this business, never trust what they're giving you. Never. I don't care if it's your best friend, never trust, because they're getting stuff from people who you don't know. So by they, I mean the prosecutors. Never trust, never take anybody's word for it. Don't think that you can't challenge the blood spatter. Don't think you can't challenge the fingerprint. Don't think you can't challenge the footprint. Don't think you can't challenge anything about the case or the blood test, because you can. And uh, the problem is, like in Pike County, they probably, the resources may not be there, but anyway. Well, it's like like a sport. I mean, it becomes... When you get in that courtroom and you get in the trenches and everybody here has seen that, it's like it, it, you want to win. You know what I mean? You, you, it's just natural to say, okay, well, I have my table over here. They have their table over here. And these people are going to say who wins. You know what I mean? Your client is convicted or your client is not. It's very easy to fall into that. And I think there's a lot of good prosecutors, a lot of good defense attorneys. There's a lot of shitty defense attorneys. There's a lot of you know, crappy prosecutors too. But it's very easy especially from a prosecutor's perspective to I, my job is to prosecute. I believe this person did this and I, I need to get this guilty. So if, if nobody flips, that should help defense in generally. Yeah. Just for multiple things. They don't have the evidence coming forward at them, right. but also it's like this, they picked up how many was it? Four or six people now? Yeah. yeah. I mean, my, there's, yeah. There, there's a component. I think there's like six, it's like they picked up six people threatening all of their lives and not one of them has tried to save their own skin. We don't know. Why? Because, no, know. I know we don't know. But Two I'm grandparents saying, are sitting on house arrest, I think, that's what I read. <clears throat> I mean, it, it goes both ways. So one of them flips. One of them flips and says, yeah, they planned da-da-da-da-da, they did da-da-da-da. Well, the flip side of that is, of course you're going to say that. 
What if he flips? You and don't want to go pull, to the I death pull, I pull the trigger. But they pulled one over there. Yeah, but did you sit down with the prosecutor's office and you had an agreement with them that you would not face the death penalty if you gave up this information? It's like yeah, that only still- works. I mean, look, the snitcher team can be very powerful. The snitcher team can be really powerful against one. Against one, but when you do it the second time, if you have multiple, it gets yeah, a little disingenuous. And, and but, when their testimony happens to match all the physical evidence and all the other stuff, and it falls like the bug zappers, place, like like the bug zappers at Walmart. <laughs> I'm going. That's to why Walmart. they can't afford top-notch attorneys. They spend all their money on bug zappers. Fools, <laughs> fools! I say, fools! I tell them. Call Yavich and Palmer. Get our team. The lawyer talk team. I don't know if we want that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, there, this is this is. The, I mean, I do for the right price. I'll work my tail getting, off. We be getting emails from Palmer at four a.m. every single day. About lawyer talk. Him waking up talking about the case. Lawyer talk release episodes on Wednesday. Well, that's oh, going to stop for a while. Stop right. I have too much fun. <laughs> now it would be so. There's there's like this mix of ego need for money and by that i mean we still have to keep the doors open uh as well as the cause yeah, i mean you got to run the day-to-day practice and it's like this this is a it's tough to make this case work that way i would do it i would do i mean if you have the finances to do it then you then you do it i mean it, what i mean by that is that may be hiring others to help with other cases too that's a whole team yeah, so what i would whole, do we would yeah. one or two of us would work on the case and uh i would you hire, can't call the clients you have now and be like oh I know we were working on yeah. this for a while, but... Did you hear about what happened in Pike County? I'm doing yeah. this thing in Pike County, yeah. and I just, I really don't Damn. have time to complete it. Yeah. yeah I got so. busy. Sorry. I mean, I could see somebody doing that. Be like, I'm going to give you your money back and refer you to another lawyer. You, I you, just took yeah. the case on. I I can't handle it. I can't represent you the right way. I could see somebody doing that. Like, this is a tough... Plus, you blew and you walked and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's really not much. There's really not much we can Don't do lose here. faith, man. This All is right. a tough business to earn a living. Ours, that is. I mean, it's like, you you know, our clients are, are important to us. And if you're going to go exclusive on one case, then you've sort of... You've really compromised your business to do that. Now, I would be willing to do it at this point in my career... For you guys, though, it gets harder, right? I mean, you've got you're still you're still in the thick of it. You're like you're right in the midst. I'm, I I feel like I'm on the second half, but it's like I, if I'm going to go work on this case, there's a certain there's you a you almost you almost want a public defender. You almost want a court appointed lawyer. Yeah, because you you can there's some more research sources that are available to that person. That's at least if you're limited on money, you can get the court to yeah. pay for some of this. And, stuff. And I mean, truth be told, the people that are being recruited and appointed to this are not going to be slouches either. Uh, they're they're gonna, probably going to be private attorneys yeah. in their own right, and they're going to be people that are that are qualified. So ring a ring. I just hope Mr. that they're Lynn? not saying. I hope these folks aren't sitting in the jail saying, "I can't have a court-appointed lawyer because they're not going to fight for me." I've got ten grand, and they convince some lawyer that's done this for five years to take this for ten grand or something, I'll which do does it. happen. Ten grand sounds like a lot of money, but there's so much going into this. I got a hunch maybe they're holding off on the uh, death penalty to just see if they'll plead to an LWAP. Ring-a-ling-a-ling, Mr. Lynn, we'd like to appoint you to the Pike County murder case. Just let us know. Yeah, what's the budget on that? <laughs> we have $500,000 at your disposable. Done. All right, the max you the can max get The max you paid. get is $12,000? Yeah, I'm at the pass. And it's not to be greedy, but it's like it's not. No, you it's can't, not. I mean, you break 000. your time down. It's for, not. I'm getting paid 3 bucks an hour, 2 bucks an hour when it's all said and <laughs> done. Less than that. Yeah. All right, well. I think More we should on the Pike keep County murders. following the Pike County murders. Jared will report back with his boots on the ground. <laughs>
this just in. Jared, Pike County. All right. Here we are. Lawyer talk off the record. Talking Pike County, at least until now.